Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is another amazing client interview. Uh, so today we have one of my clients, Gwen, who has been working with me for a while. So it's a very interesting story for Gwen because it was something that I hadn't come across or worked with on a client uh, before, some of the stuff that we worked with. Um, so it's it's it was really interesting for me to to work with and learn about that kind of side of things. So Gwen, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. So, Gwen, before we go anywhere, we need to understand who is Gwen and what was the reason you got in touch? Um, so, I have PKU. Um, so, I really struggled, um, I suppose, from the... I suppose from early age, food was very much so good and bad. It was very much so pigeonholed into them two things. And then as I grew up, I went to Weight Watchers and then food has another number basically for me. So I had the PKU end of things was uh, the amount of grams of protein though there is in food. Um, so I don't have an enzyme to break down uh, van landing. Um, so I can't eat normal protein. I take synthetic protein a lot of the time. I can only eat a certain amount of certain grams or in the PKU world, we call them exchanges. So I can only eat about 11 exchanges in the day, which is 11 grams of protein, which is very, very light amount of protein that you can take. So the rest of my protein source has to come from uh, synthetic means. So it does. So um, I really struggled, you know, even in early life, you know, good and bad foods, was things that I couldn't eat. Like, so obviously I don't eat meat or anything like that. Um, and then I obviously later on in life, I went to Weight Watchers trying these weight and things like that. And then food had another number and the amount of points that it had. And um, so the reason that I came to you for your help was basically to try and improve my relationship with food by losing weight, you know, and, and not just about the end goal, but the, the process of getting there, you know, so that I, I, I understood food more, you know, and that, that how to merge the two, basically, um, which is hopefully what we've achieved. <laughs> no, we definitely have. So like, if anyone wants to learn more about PKU, we did an episode, I think it was episode 240 of things volume 29 or something. And we spoke about what PKU is and what exactly it is. So it's basically that someone like Gwen can't break down the protein that someone else would have. So like if someone's trying to get protein or I'm trying to get protein, I'll be like, right, let's go for the chicken fillets or the steaks or the eggs or whatever it is. Gwen's body is missing a certain enzyme in order to break that down. So our body doesn't like that and will react to it and it struggles to break that down. So we have to get those shakes in, which was one of the big things that we spoke about at the beginning when we had that welcome call. I was like, you need to take the shakes. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? It was such a, it was nearly a tweak more than anything um, to a certain degree, what we done. Um, and I just started I suppose having the protein shakes just as and seeing them as my bit of protein, you know, as opposed to the chicken fillet or, you know, the whey protein or anything like that. I just seen the shake as that's my protein in this meal too. So you just worked around the rest of your meal. You just worked around the rest of the nutrients that you wanted to get in, which has worked really well. Have you managed kind of meals out and stuff like that? 
Um, just the same. I, I take my protein before I go in and then I just order whatever that I want. It's a bit like, um, I suppose, I, 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 anybody that knows PK, you, you know, it's a bit like a diet to a certain degree. You do sort of go, oh, fuck it, I, I do want this today and it'll be grand and regular tomorrow. I'll be better tomorrow sort of thing. Um, you will have, there is some days that you eat some things that you necessarily shouldn't. You go over the exchange changes that that you have but you don't do it consistently if you know what I mean so every once in a while you do go over it and in relation to kind of like you you mentioned there about kind of improving relationship with food what was the biggest thing for you and what's the biggest what's the biggest change for you since we started um not not seeing foods as good or e- good or bad or evil or anything like that which obviously we worked on a lot to be fair you know there was uh, I suppose a lot of guilt around certain things that um, I would have had even in the beginning just um, yeah just trying not to, to see them as just seeing them for what they were food to to be to have nutrients in your body and I, I find even when I was taking my three meals a day and I was taking my protein shakes that I wasn't I wasn't picking as much as I, I would have done um, because I was fuller so um, the protein was actually filling me up so it was much more than I was in the past when I wasn't having the protein shakes or I was having them at a different time you know so it was definitely been a, a bit more structured in the way that I ate definitely was a big learn for me you know I think also people need to realize that not every meal was completely and utterly structured if you know what I mean like like it, there was days where we'll talk about stress which was the big uh, <laughs> Gwen and stress are are are, are a couple um, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um, in relation to kind of like removing the food guilt can you kind of talk about some of the foods that potentially had caused food girls and how, what tools and stuff that we worked on in order to potentially remove that? Uh, I think one of my biggest ones was uh, avocado. Um, I loved avocado for some, but to me it was like, it was high in points when I was on Weight Watchers and I was like, but I can't have that because 10 points on my cut. <laughs> imagine eating that and uh, one of the big when we got the welcome pack from yourself and it was you know a, a nutritional breakdown of what your your meals should look like and you just yeah the fats have to be there so what's wrong with having a wee bit of avocado in, in something you know and you know it took me a while and and I suppose just including it and making sure that it was included in in the meal and then suddenly the the world didn't burn down because I had avocado, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was just in- including things and making sure that I actually had them and I ate them and and I still made gains, you know? I, I still kept steadily losing, losing it into two centimetres. So I did. So, yeah. What was, the, what was the fear with the avocado or what was the... The pints, it, it, you know, when I was at Weight Watchers, they were so high in pints. So there were, you know, for a half a, for a half an avocado, you could talk about five or six pints or something like that. And that was quite a big chunk out of your day, you know. So it was just, um, it, it was that fear of, you know, I suppose, oh, it's 
fat and even though it was good fats and things like that and they do have a place in nutrition you know and that's I think it's the learn of that is that you can eat all those things it's just everything in moderation including moderation you know so um yeah it, it's it's I suppose it was just learning that the point system had no nutritional value to it it was just I suppose marketing to so it is um yeah it's just learning that it's more about the nutrition that it's providing you and what it what it's serving you and I and you were and you were open to challenging that because I think a lot of people fear a food. It's generally it's more often than not it's like carbs. Uh, some people it's fat. Some people it's like I can't have chocolate. It's like well you can. You just pretend you need to. Re- you're having it anyway every day. You're just eating it in silence or you're doing it out of guilt and you're yeah. eating yourself up for afterwards. But what about changing the thing? So if anyone's listening to this and they're trying to get over the fear of food. Ask yourself what's the what's the worst thing that can happen if you have that food. And generally the answer will be, well, I'll gain weight. I was like, you're not gonna gain fat from one meal. You didn't lose fat on one meal. You're not gonna gain fat on one meal. It's what you do consistently. And the only way to really build that relationship with food or a particular food is to have it every single day. And people are like, Yeah, but I can't have it. It's like you're the can't have it approach isn't working. Yeah, exactly. Why not try the different approach? And that's the biggest change for yourself or different clients is it's having that favorite food every day uh like i don't like avocado the texture doesn't i just don't like the texture but and if anyone's listening wants to listen to it like the episode on fats and stuff listen to the second episode with natalie lennon and she says in that episode fats won't make you fat um that's a sentence that stands out in my head um have you noticed a difference in the food relationship that you've brought to yourself having an impact on their family and at home and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Now I, I'd have always made separate things for, for myself as opposed to the kids. And now it's everybody gets the same. So they do. And there's very, very rarely is there a second meal going on the, the carrots bar, maybe a, my pasta versus normal pasta or, or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, the kids are definitely learning. They're eating more vegetables. They're eating more fruit and uh, they're even wanting to join in workouts with me now. So yeah. Like in the week, yeah. Uh, so we, how did you, I guess I know with, with PKU kind of recovery from exercise Huge. can be, this is something that we learned fairly early on. Yeah. Um, can you kind of talk about it a little bit more? Yeah, when we started off, when we started off in January, um, we were every every day at 30 minutes. Um, and obviously, you know, you were just started, you were pushing hard. And uh, suddenly every week um, I, I was I was sore and you were like, you shouldn't be sore. And then we thought it was because I do home workouts that it was the treadmill or, or something like that that was causing it. And all I was really doing was walking, yeah, walking at a fast pace, but all I was doing was walking. And um, so we sort of dived into it a little bit more um, and then we cut and we kept cutting until it, it wasn't sore anymore. Um, I, it also took some creatine to to try and help with the with the recovery, but um, as opposed to so it turned into four 
four workouts a week um, on the on the treadmill. So it was that sort of seemed to be the happy number um, so that we could, so that I wasn't so during the week or that uh, post-workout that I was actually recovering. And I suppose uh, one of the biggest learns actually was how to, how to listen to your body. You know what I mean? Your body tells you at each stage what is wrong. And we mentioned stress earlier on, um, and it was only a few weeks ago, because obviously we've been working this from January. It was only a few weeks ago that where I'd taken a break and I was highly stressed uh, due to work commitments. And uh, I'd realised that the effect the stress has on your body, which is... It's just mad. It is just mad. I was so tired after that period. So I was, my my body was just shutting down to a certain degree. I was just so tired. So I was, so that was one of the biggest learns. And Yeah, I, I think with the, with PKU, because uh, Gwen wouldn't be getting all the amino acids from protein, which is your recovery um, uh, kind of macro, and um, because she isn't getting that, her body couldn't take a little bit while a longer to recover. So that's why we had to scale back the exercise. Um, I'm making sure that she was focusing on sleep, focusing on the unsexy stuff that no one actually really wants to do. Um, and that's why we had to do that. Mm. And we noticed a massive difference in like the DOMs and stuff like that. And now we've changed things up now to kind of bring in, we're gonna kind of go for more of a shift towards body composition change. Yeah. Which, which is kind of going more towards the weights up we're, we're talking off of air the stress yeah <laughs> knowing when to push and knowing when not to push because i think some people kind of like well i need to push it all the time or else i lose my progress how did you rewire that in your head and what kind of work did we kind of do and what kind of work did you do in order to kind of like realize that you need to take the foot off the gas um do you know when the stress was coming, I was like, I, I knew it was coming. I, I that day, it was like, I, I knew it was coming. You were like, you said, well, we go into maintenance. We, you know, we go. I was very, I was scared about going into maintenance because then I wasn't, you know, I was afraid that I was not going to get back on the train. Like a bit like, you know, when you're at Weight Watchers or anything like that, you know, you're afraid that if you stop, then, you know, you'll you'll not get back on the train. And next thing you'll undo all the progress that you've made. Um, where this time we took the foot off the gas. We, um, I, I didn't train as much, um, even the four days a week. <laughs> I didn't train as much. Um, and I, I just literally went into maintenance. I wasn't really while I was taking my protein drink and the shake and I was doing things as it was, I wasn't sort of the balanced meals weren't there to a certain degree. Um, but we did maintain um, my, my measurements or anything like that didn't really go up. And that was about a, a three, four week period. Yeah. And that was a big learning lesson for me, you know, was because you were able to do that. You can take your photo of gas. There's something that is just more important at that particular time for you you can take your foot off the gas and then restart. And then um, we've just, I suppose it was only a few weeks ago, we really restarted. So back on the, the bandwagon and, you know, yeah, happy out. Yeah, and I think what you said there about kind of like the fear of going to maintenance, it scares a lot of people because if you're so, generally it's kind of that mindset of, well, I'm either on it or I'm off it. And you mentioned yeah. the word bandwagon, bandwagon, bandwagon is like my hairline. It doesn't exist. Um, but we won't go down that way. Um, but the biggest thing, 
at that time was like, well, I need to get Gwen set up for success in relation to like, still has family to feed and house stuff to do and work stuff to do. And the work was, was intense. And we knew that was going to happen. We knew around that time, the audit was going to happen or whatever it may be. So we needed to ease off and say like, what, what can we do rather than what should we do? What can we do? And that was get my focus on my, my regular meals and trying to get sleep where I can. Yeah. Did it happen every time? Absolutely not. But, (laughs) But it happened more often than not. I would say it happened 70% of the time if I, yeah. was to, if I was to review it, which is probably a lot better than you had previously because you took that pressure off yourself yeah. from having to lose weight in inverted commas, which you can't always, the goal can't always be to lose weight. If you're yeah. always trying to lose weight, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And people don't like hearing that. Um, in relation to the, what did you kind of learn about yourself the most through it? Um, it, it's funny the the last few weeks where I, we did take the foot of the gas and the, the meals weren't as balanced and things like that and I, I was very tired after it I realised that before like say December before January when we started working together that's how I felt all the time I always felt tired I always felt that I didn't have um, I didn't have the energy to get up and exercise or anything like that but um, now, like my my mood's more positive. I um, I am getting them in with with ease now, but it's all got to do with the fact that nutrition just I suppose has played a huge part in that. Um, and I, I I know now to listen to my body. And when my body's tired, you sleep, you rest. You know what I mean? Because your body's telling you that that is what you need at that particular moment in time. And if you've to forego. Uh, a workout because you're tired that's the best thing for your body at that time you need to listen to it and you need to learn to listen to it and that is probably one of the biggest learns that I've had through this whole process is that and I don't want to go back to feeling like that again I don't want to go back to feeling tired or lethargic all the time you know even my husband commented how much more positive and and everything that I am now like you know so it's it's been a very positive change for me personally I think that's a sign of where you've come from in that it hasn't only affected you mentally mm-hmm. it's affected everyone around you yeah. and it's interesting to see that it wasn't like anything to do with how you look all that kind of stuff it was more like you seem to like be back to yourself you seem to have that light back in your eyes or your soul or whatever it may be and that, I don't think people like realize how much of an impact that actually has on a family or people around them. That yeah. if you're if you're grumpy or tired, it can bring down the mood without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, without a shadow. And I think it's important for your to get. I think it's important to get acknowledgement, but I think it's also important that you are that you you have that relationship together that you can kind of say like. I can see massive improvements in yourself. How, like as a parent, how important was it for you to have that you time? And how would you advise anyone else to bring in that you time? Gwen wakes up very early, so I do not recommend this for everyone. So just putting that warning out there before Gwen starts talking. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I do get up very early in the morning. Um, but I, I, I go to work so that I'm home. I, I start work early to finish work early so that I'm at home for my kids getting off the bus. Um, and then I come home in the evenings and my routine is always get the homeworks done and then get up to do my, um, to do my workouts or, or whatever. Um, I do workouts at home because my husband's in the fire brigade, so it's retained where we are. And so going to the gym sometimes just isn't possible because of the kids to mind. So I've always done everything at home. So I have a treadmill, so I just hop on the treadmill or something like that. And I to start off with, you know, when I was starting in January, it was it was interesting because we're always coming in and, you know, asking questions or things like that. You know, now they just don't even they know that I'm up and I'm doing my workout and they, they don't even bother me so they don't um, uh, unless I have to go and break up World War 3 or something that has erupted or something like that 99% of the time they they don't even bother me it's just become a natural habit habit in, in the house so it has um, to start off with sometimes it's hard to like as your parent you always feel the guilt of having this wee bit of you time um but it's it's so important it's it's important for your head it's important for 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 you as a person like because you're not just mommy you know you you are you and and it's important that you have them boundaries as well you know and it's it, just for your own mental health and and everything like that that's a massive statement what you just said there in relation to breaking down the boundaries, but also having that kind of you time being that little bit more selfish and saying like, if you look at your, like, I think you did, you've only started doing the sessions this week or last week, I think it was with the weights. One of your kids wanted to get involved, so you're leading by example. <laughs> I love it when the kids get involved. I like, I, during the lockdowns, we had some of our clients ended up like, especially the postnatal clients hip thrusting their children because they had not a lot of equipment. Um, but the big thing that you said there was kind of like getting away from that kind of like almost mom guilt or parent guilt. Yeah. And feeling that, but why am I not able to look after myself? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the importance of actually looking after yourself that you can look after them better. I think people don't really talk about, but it's, it's a huge thing. Like, you know what I mean? Cause if you're in a better shape, you know, you're, you're better and you're more there and more present with them when you've had that time to yourself so yeah um i think you know you have this thing of why am i down you know doing stuff with them you know doing the family you know bacon or whatever but you can't you can't be present if you don't if you're not in the right headspace yourself and i think a lot of the time is having that little bit of you time to actually concentrate on your own, you know, mental health and is, is huge. So it is. Where do you lie on the whole thing of having to be in the right headspace or do you create the right headspace in order to go after your goal? I used to think that it was, you had to be in the right headspace, but I think now in knowing what I know, um, I would say what creates the right headspace is consistently doing something. Just start it, keep going do it the next day, do it the next day and do the best that you can do each day. Tomorrow's another day. You know what I mean? If you, if you go off the rails one day, tomorrow's another day, just start again. You know what I mean? And consistency drives 
drives results to a certain degree, not not anything else. You say you sound like me. <laughs> you say you, um, and how do, how do you uh, like you said something there about like consistency drives results, and one day isn't going to isn't going to break anything or whatever. Maybe like I think what's the sentence I heard recently? It's like one hot day doesn't make a summer. Um, it, how did you kind of get away from that all nothing approach? Because like, it's every, oh, we all do it. I don't care who says they don't do it. We all do it. Oh, it, it, it's very hard. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, at the very beginning, I was all for it. Like, sure, I was going out, I was running on the treadmill, low bang, and obviously, then I was having the the trouble uh, with soreness and and things. And then the more I, 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 I paired it back or we paired it back and, and I went to four days a week, it showed me that, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a sprint. It was a marathon. You know, it's, it, you don't just go hell for leather. You know what I mean? You take your time, you pace yourself and you go one step at a time and one day at a time. And that's, it, it's over these few months and it's taken the few months for me to actually get to that as in you know when we started the weight training I had a, a completely different approach it's like go low get to your form right and then start moving up your weights and which is obviously what we were speaking about um before before we started the podcast so yeah it's uh, it, it has taught me like a little bit consistency is is everything just showing up you know what I mean and, and trying your best every day it's, it's the best you can do you know what I mean? One one meal out isn't going to, you know, derail the process. So it isn't. Because I know you've had, I'm not sure if it's communion or confirmations. Confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> um, in relation to kind of like managing or kind of working your head around those kind of things. Like I think the old you would have kind of said, right, this is where I press the fuck button. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and to a certain degree on that day, did I watch what I ate? Uh, not really. No, I, 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 I'm fortunate enough that I actually quite like healthy food. And with my PKU, I can't really eat a lot of things that are that are, um, I suppose, <sighs> I won't say off diet or things like that because I don't feel like that. Um, I, I can't really eat, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff that other people can eat, I suppose, to a certain degree. So, um, no, and the next morning I just got up, did a workout and just got on the next day. So I did, you know, that, that was it. <laughs> but well, I think the big thing there about getting back to what you were doing, it wasn't training to outdo or to burn. Oh, no, it was just that it was due to this, so. though. And I wanted to do it because I didn't get doing it the day before. So it was more so, yeah, it was it was required, but not because I was dying of death or anything like that. It was just, uh, or that I felt that guilty about having, you know, a good time the, the day before. It was just that, uh, it was just one of those things that it was time to do it. And I think one of the things that people think when they kind of go on a journey like you have, I call it a journey, um, is that they feel like they, they, they can't or shouldn't be drinking. Oh. How did you get your head around that? Uh, do you know what? Um, I spoke the first three months and things like that. Obviously, uh, from our first welcome call, it was like I got caught in the COVID trap that 
Fulga cotton. Um, I would have a drink every day and then it just became such a habit. So it was, and you wouldn't buy three bottles of wine a week, to be fair. Um, <clears throat> so I cut that completely back. I just literally had Saturday evening and I looked forward to Saturdays of having a glass of wine or two glasses of wine, whatever I wanted at that time. But I, I kept it to Saturdays. So I did. Um, probably when I was a wee bit stressed there, it came back in a little bit. So um, so going back to Saturdays, you know, just drinking on Saturday. But that's how I dealt with it personally. And I find that you actually looked forward to the wine more. And it was just installing a different habit to a certain degree. You know, it's it's I think habits sometimes are hard to break. So we are. Um, yeah. yeah, we didn't say it was just I started off in January and I said, right, I'm not drinking it until Saturday. And I, I would I would always drink on Saturdays, but I do my measurements because you said before I before, before I um, drink to take my measurements. So I'd always take my measurements uh, on a Saturday morning and then I'd have my drink on the Saturday night. So I would. And as I say, I look forward to it more. So I enjoyed when I had a drink. So it You're just, able to be present with whoever you are with as well, which is the most important thing. Like I think a lot of people think that they can't drink or shouldn't drink, and then once they t- once you tell yourself you can't have something, yeah. imagine the big red button being told, "Do not press the big red button." Yeah, You're I- press the big red button. It's it's natural human response, and if anyone wants to like go proper proper nerd on it, Google the marshmallow test. And you'll find out exactly how humans respond. It's quite scary how humans actually react with that kind of stuff when you're told not to do something. Um, yeah. What's What advice would you give to someone who is looking to kind of break that kind of slimming club, yo-yo dieting background? I, I, to, to do the process that we're, that we're doing, um, it's, it's been the best thing I've ever done. Um, I know that when I was sitting, when I, December before I started, uh, I was I was I was very low with regards to my self image or you know my confidence and and things like that and the whole process. It's not even like I'm still in the process at the moment, but um, it's it, it's the process. It was actually an awful lot easier than I thought it would be, and it's definitely more uh, more easy than these slimming clubs that have you know you understand what it's about and it's all about nutrition and and it, nothing like I still haven't stood in the scales since January, and you're not pushing me to stand in the scales or anything like that until I'm ready to do so. I don't think I'd mind actually standing on the scales. To be fair, you know, I now but at the time because if I stood in the scales I would stand in the scales every morning in December so I would and I would be oh and I would I would damn like I can't eat that because my scales have went up or something like that not taking into consideration that one is only a number and two you know it could have been the ex- an extra glass of water that you drank the night before or you know you just you don't I suppose you just see a number at the at the end of the day. So it's it's good, you know, that I've come away from that and I'd never want to do that again. And I'd never want anything to be around a number holding you hostage. You know? Yeah, I think with the Wayne scales, it's kind of like there's a there's the approach that we have taken, 
which is mm. kind of just take it away or else is the approach to taking it and stepping on it every day. It's the process of like stepping on it infrequently. But I think for Gwen, it was about understanding why it could go up and yeah. why it may go down and why yeah. it's actually, you're not in control of it. Yeah. And actually you're in control of your actions. That's what it comes across from what you've just said and from what we've worked with. Um, yeah. I also do think that people need to realize that like when coaches say don't care about what the scale says, coaches also get impacted by that weighing scales. Like there's no point in denying it. Like if someone's, it doesn't matter if someone's going on a diet or someone's going to try on a bulk and putting on weight. If we don't see the weight go up, it's with the alarm girls go off in our head, even though we know what to do and we know what could be affecting what may not be impacting or whatever it may be. We're not immune to these things as well. Yeah. So if the struggles that you're having or, and if you're talking to your coach, ask them like, what struggles have you had with yourself? And I'd be surprised. I would be very, very surprised if they're not having or haven't had. Cause I know myself, if I'm trying to put on weight, um and the scales isn't going up it drives me up the wall because i it would it would i struggle to put on weight yes i am that asshole um i am that asshole um so i if i don't see it going up i'm like oh my god i just i can't i can't do this anymore with the food it's um this it does it plays it plays going it plays games but then you realize in setbacks i'm like am i doing the best i can let's just tweak this and bring it up by 100 calories or reduce by 100 calories or for a woman are you on your cycle or are you stressed or whatever it may be so it's important to have that education too i think that was the biggest thing for yourself mm-hmm. was you were asking questions but probably every every check-in definitely and probably during the week is like why is this happening or what's going on or how do i tweak this or what's going on it's like you're actually asking the questions yeah how important were they for you? Because I think a lot of people are afraid to almost ask questions. And if someone's afraid to ask their coach a question, it's their own coach. I, I think I started this process and I, I said that no matter if I agreed with it or not, that I was going to follow the advice that was given. Because obviously what I was doing and working, I wasn't working. So whatever happened, I was going to follow the advice, even if I, I didn't understand it at that particular moment. I think it's easier when you understand things. So that's that's why you would ask the questions you know that's what it, the coach is there for if you, you know what i mean and it took me a while to actually get into it you know to, to ask the questions it is yeah but it was finding that balance between the relationship and what the the what the level of accountability that you wanted or needed it was finding that that kind of like right i'm just going to stick with this trying to get my shakes in and take that box right i've got two weeks of shakes in so let's move on to the next one and yeah. learning that that was a big thing for you is like yeah. you didn't try to do everything all at once no which no. is where people get overwhelmed so if anyone's looking for that listen to the overwhelm on weight loss episode which is out recently yeah. um but the thing for you was you're very process oriented yes yeah and that's where most people have success if they become purely outcome orientated they'll drive themselves insane yeah exactly and and every week that you were feeling better in yourself it just drove you to to do better the next week if you know what I mean and and it was great that you were getting uh, that I was getting the the centimeters down and all that 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 was an added bonus for me you know um at the end of the day like I remember in in December when we had our first you know welcome meeting or uh, 
uh, Zoom call. Um, <laughs> I remember you were asking me, what's your, why do you want? Like, oh, God, you know, uh, yeah, I think uh, I just want this weight sort of thing, you know, and you're like, no, it's usually deeper than that, you know, and I'm going, right, okay. So I was listening to a few podcasts and things like that, and I'm like, you know, two weeks later, I came back to you and went, I, I, I know what my why is like, you know, I, I know why I want to do this. And like, and it was 110% been around for my kids. Like, you know what I mean? I do have, uh, a, 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 a disease, I suppose you'd call it, um, that, you know, is going to take its toll in your body. And, you know, you want to be, you see your kids growing up, you know, you want to be there for as much as you can. And, and I think when you have that, it's very powerful. You know what I mean? If you have them days that you feel that you can't do something and you just go, oh, this is why I'm doing this, you know? And, and once you have that, it's very, it's very powerful. Yeah, and I think why I can, I can hear one of my other clients who had that epiphany last week in relation to finding that why it took a while to get it, but it was like, I actually know my why now. And it's like this light bulb has just emerged and this, just it's just changed but if like it's very wishy-washy when like some people can't feel that why thing is a bit wishy-washy and if anyone's not aware of it if you read start with why by simon senek he talks about the five whys but it's probably easy to break it into the three whys it's like why do you want to lose weight because i want to feel better why do you want to feel better because i want to fit into a, an outfit why do you want to feel that better in an outfit because um i will feel more confident i'd say or my partner that reminds me of when my partner wouldn't take his hands off me or her hands off me. That that could be one thing. Or lowering cholesterol, so I'm there for my kids could be one. Actually do a little bit of work and actually say to yourself, well, why do I want to lose weight? Because often enough, if the goal is purely I want to lose weight, it's genuinely probably not enough of a reason for someone that's going to get them out of bed when it's pacing rain to go... Yeah go for a walk or go to the gym or do that meal prep or whatever it's and there's days you don't want to do it and Gwen is a little that there was days that she didn't want to do it there's days that she took her foot off the gas and said no what do you know what I actually need to chill out here took those that month like it was a full four weeks yeah we went to maintenance um and it just shows the progress like the measurements of like we haven't sudden scale so I have no idea what Gwen weighs and I really don't care um <laughs> It's more about how Gwen's feeling herself. And now I'm excited for the next challenge in relation to improving the body composition. We've got the summer months coming up now and, and going, going through there. So, Gwen, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. Um, I think the went went to push, went to kind of ease off as Stephanie hit home. And then thank you for being so honest and open about PKU and sharing that. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.